Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hello and welcome to Extra Time, a web-only sports program from Radio New Zealand Sport. I'm Joe Porter. In the programme this week, we catch up with the All Blacks coach Graham Henry as he prepares to mark his 100th test as New Zealand coach. We talk to former Kiwis rugby league coach Graham Lowe about why he feels New Zealand should have two sides in the NRL. We speak to the Junior Warriors rugby league coach John Ackland as the club prepare all three teams for their respective grand finals this weekend. And we pick the brain of outgoing New Zealand netball coach Ruth Aitken ahead of the Silver Ferns two-test series against England. A week after Captain Richie McCaw played his 100th All Blacks test, coach Graham Henry will bring up his 100th as All Blacks coach. For Henry, the Rugby World Cup clash with Canada and Wellington will be his 137th international, having also coached Wales and the British and Irish Lions. His first test as All Blacks coach was in 2004, replacing John Mitchell, who was sacked in the wake of the 2003 World Cup. Since then, the former headmasters coached the All Blacks to 84 test wins. He spoke to the media this week about about the milestone and how he'd like to celebrate it. Oh, a bit of satisfaction, I suppose. Uh, thought process on the next game. Um, no, it's it's um, it's a privilege, really. Um, it's a privilege to be involved and in the most successful sporting team in the history of sport <coughs> over 110 years, and it's just a privilege to be part of that. Uh, so it's 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 special, and I'm very proud of it. And to have a to do that a hundred times um, is also special, but probably a sign of madness as well. Like I didn't think I'd really be reappointed in 2007, so that was probably 50 test matches ago. So that was. But I, um, yeah, it's. Um, I think it's probably a sign that this group of people have done a good job. And it's not all about me. You know, I've been very fortunate to to work with some outstanding individuals. And if I mention one, I'm going to have to mention 20. Um, and so I think it's a reflection on what the management team and the leaders and the team have done over those eight years uh, to keep me in a job. And my wife as well. You know, she's she's she's. She's been outstanding. You can't do these things unless you've got huge support, and she's been fabulous. So I can't mention her. So those, all of those things mean a huge amount. Um, and as I say, it's not about a guy who's coaching the team. It's about the group of people doing an outstanding job and, and some very, very special leaders and, and as players in that, in, over that period of time. Just uh, putting the icing on this, this with this group of people over the next four weeks would be the, the best thing ever. Well, just about. Um, best thing ever, probably. So uh, that's we're, we're thinking about the next three weeks, four weeks, three weeks, three and a half. 
a very special time and, and doing things right over that time I think is vitally important because there's probably going to be a, be a, be a bit of pressure and a wee bit of tension and being able to handle that correctly I think is going to be hugely important so if I can get something that if I can get a packet of that that would be good you know um, probably won't be able to see it very well but probably undefinable but it's something that can just keep you strong and clear and on track um, would be very good Graham Henry the Warriors are preparing for just their second crack at National Rugby League glory with the Auckland-based side marching ever closer towards Sunday's grand final against Manly in Sydney. It's the club's first grand final appearance since 2002 and just their second ever with utility back Lance Hoare, the only player in the squad remaining from the 2002 defeat at the hands of the Sydney City Roosters. This time round it's the Sea Eagles who stand in the Warriors' way and as grand finals go Manly will provide one of the sternest tests for the young Warriors' side. Sunday will cap an incredible season for the Auckland club who've qualified all three teams for the grand finals with the senior warriors, the feet aside the Vulcans and the junior warriors all making the grand final of their respective competitions. The junior warriors are getting ready to defend the NRL's under 20 title before the big match between the senior warriors and Manly. The juniors have averaged 37 points a game this season and have lost only four times once to the other finalist North Queensland. Coach John Ackland gets a lot of kudos for the depth the juniors have helped build, but he told Murray Williams others deserve just as much credit as he does. It's not only my work, it's you know it's work of a lot of people here, Dean Bell and all his scouting network and you know all the local coaches you know that have helped the boys all through their careers. The thing that the young boys have given us is you know is a hell of a lot of depth and I think the fact we've got three teams still playing at the stage of the season is I like as a reflection of the depth that we've been able to develop here over the last five or six years. How long is it, do you think, or will there ever be a stage when the Warriors will be the New Zealand Warriors and we won't be, with all due respect to Michael Luck and those guys, hearing Australian accents at media sessions? If you look at the other NRL teams playing now, in terms of local juniors, we'd be well ahead of most of them. And you have to remember that you know the size of our junior league is probably only half that of Pedras and probably half that of Parramatta. We've always had good players here. You know, that's a fact. Going back, like if you look at Auckland's results against touring teams since the game started, Auckland's always been a hard team to beat. You know, for the Aussies and the Pobbies and everybody else that used to tour here. So, you know, like I've always had a lot of faith in the local boys. So I know that Dean and Tony Ira have come through a similar system as, you know, as what I did. So uh, there's a great deal of uh, belief and there's a great deal of confidence in the play. They won pretty emphatically last year, and they, uh, I was watching the, other, the game the other night, 64-0, and uh, you, you're looking at that, you think the, the final's a foregone conclusion, but also watched um, North Queensland play, and they're, they're a pretty useful team too, aren't they? The Cowboys are a very good team. They've kept the same side together for three years. They've improved every year. They were, like, they were very unlucky last year. You know, the McIntyre system conspired against them, and they're a great team, and it should be a re- like a very very good game. What's the next wave coming through? Because you 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 lose players well, fairly regularly. No, I think in terms of players, like we're always going to be okay. I think that you know what the success does is, is it actually should create a situation where we can really build. You know, along you know in terms of our facilities, I think that's the next big challenge for the game of New Zealand. You now, Auckland in particular. 
you know, the fields our kids play on and the conditions that they play and train are, like, unfortunately, are, you know, well behind what other sports enjoy. And I think that the, the next challenge, I think we've got the players, the next challenge for administrators are, are like at all levels, you know, but particularly uh, the Auckland Rugby League and, you know, the councils, they've, they've got to get together and they've got to have uh, some kind of concerted plan to upgrade the infrastructure of the game because that's the next, that has to be the next thing that we concentrate on. Are you talking about the state of grounds and things for, for junior kids? Oh, look, or? you know, the state of grounds, not only for junior kids, you know, but for senior kids, things like floodlights, things like dressing rooms, uh, toilets, all sorts of things that make the league club a good place to go to. You know, the terms of our leases, lots of clubs have with councils. In a lot of ways, they're totally crippling on clubs. The Junior Warriors coach, John Ackland. This is Extra Time, a web-only sports programme from Radio New Zealand Sport. I'm Joe Porter. The former Kiwis coach, Graham Lowe, says the success of the Warriors club this season underlines the ability of New Zealand to sustain a second National Rugby League team. Not only are the Warriors through to Sunday's National Rugby League grand final against Manly, but the club's second team, the Auckland Vulcans, is into the final of the New South Wales Cup, while the Junior Warriors are into the final of the under-20 competition, the Toyota Cup. However, Lowe told Stephen Hewson as both former coach and CEO of Manly and a former part owner of the Warriors, there's only one side he'll be supporting come Sunday's match. It's not difficult. What it is is um, it's, it's very pleasing because, um, I mean, Manly has played a huge role in, in giving uh, rugby league the popularity that, that it enjoys here in New Zealand. Manly was, was uh, um, you know, one of the treasured sides, really, of the New Zealand uh, rugby league public over here before the Warriors come along. So, you know, they've played a significant role in actually the development, I believe, um, of the game in general over here and, and helping uh, the Warriors initially secure that licence when they first achieved that. But, um, you know, the, uh, with the Warriors, um, I'm, I'm just pleased for the history of the game. I'm, I'm pleased for many, many people who have put a lot of time and effort in for no reward uh, except the belief that they had that uh, there, was a, there was a talent pool within this country that was as good and good enough given the opportunity to uh, to challenge the very best that there was to offer in the in the that highest level of rugby league so I, I'm pleased on both accounts to tell the truth but I, I you know I suppose it goes without saying that you know the the allegiance that I've got at the moment to Manly um, you know it was only a matter of a few months ago that I was CEO of the club and I'm very very proud of what they've achieved this year I'm really proud of the Manly players and, and Desi Hasler has done an outstanding job as, the, as their coach once again. So, you know, I suppose if I had to put, if I had to wear a hat to the game, it would probably be a Manly hat, I've got to say, in all honesty. But in saying that, I'm as proud as anyone, there, anyone in New Zealand on the achievement of the Warriors getting this far and maybe even winning it. Are they capable of winning it? I think they are capable of winning it. Um, what they've got to do is probably um, avoid the, 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 the... They've shown throughout the year um, periods, maybe two or three periods a game where they um, lose a little concentration and, and, and there are times uh, that'll, ha- that'll happen in the grand final on Sunday. There'll be two or three occasions where they just need to tighten everything up and um, just grind it out just for a little while to get to the next stage. And it's during those periods that if they lose concentration, uh, they could lose the game. Uh, but I, I think that if they can you know, get over that, 
the Warriors have got a, a great chance of, of actually winning it. And, and um, when you look at you know their lineup, they've got very very talented players. Kevin Locke, in particular, attacking from fullback there, he, you know he will provide a real menace uh, to the to the um, to the Seagulls' defence. So, and, and and you partner him up with Sean Johnson, the young fellow at halfback there. I mean, both of them have got great speed, great acceleration. And great long, uh, you know, they can run fast for 80 or 90 metres and, and uh, these long-range strides are something that, that can come, just be developed out of nothing and, and can actually win a big game. Do you think there's any regret within club management that they've now lost Ivan Cleary, given what he's oh, now achieved? Oh, no, I think that, um, you know, you can only go by what's happening at the time and, and certainly Ivan's played an important part in the evolution and, and the history of the game. Um, but, you know, it, change is needed at times and, and uh, you know, Ivan's got a, a terrific opportunity going to the Panthers and um, and the Warriors are, uh, uh, have got Bluey McLennan coming in. And, um, I mean, Bluey McLennan is going to be like a breath of fresh air. He'll bring a different approach altogether and, and um, not, it's no disrespect whatsoever to Ivan because uh, Ivan's done a, a terrific job. But, you know, Bluey will just carry that on when he arrives here, and he'll do it probably in, a, in, a, in, in Bluey's way. So I just think the whole thing is healthy for the club. Healthy too, that they've got three teams in finals. Well, alarm bells should be going now uh, very loudly over in Australia because many of us have believed uh, for a long, long time that there's always been the depth within the game here in New Zealand um, coming through the ranks that... that um, given the proper preparation and the proper training and the opportunity that they could match the very best in the game uh, of rugby league. And and so and that's what's happening now, and it's fantastic. What reaction do you think there will be in Sydney to, to this achievement? Well, I, I think there's... there's um, all there'll be over in Australia is glowing, um, you know, glowing praise of, of what the Warriors have managed to achieve. And I, I suppose, if anything... It highlights the fact that maybe there should be another team over here. Um, you know, there's because the the scary thing for the Australians is as good as the uh, the, uh, the Warriors under twenties are, and I mean to to beat another semi final team by 64 points to nil, that's just uh, that's just unbelievable. What it probably signals loud and clear is that there is that good strong argument for another team to be based out of New Zealand. You know, maybe Wellington or, or, or wherever. But um, with that great under-20 side they've got, um, you could probably find another three or four sides just as good that aren't even playing. you think that will spur greater calls for, for a second New Zealand team? I don't know if it'll, uh, it'll cause calls for a New Zealand team, but it certainly puts up its strongest uh, argument from anyone within New Zealand uh, suggesting there should be another team because... I mean, the, the proof's in the pudding. And, and um, there's, there's three competitions available and, um, and the New Zealand sides are in the final of the three of them. So if that doesn't, um, if that doesn't send a strong message that there is depth here and there is talent here, um, nothing else will. The former Kiwis and Manly coach Graham Lowe talking to Stephen Hewson. 
With all the focus on the Rugby World Cup and the NRL Grand Final this weekend, you could be forgiven for forgetting the Silver Ferns return to action next week for a two-test series against England. The games against England plus next month's three-test series against Australia will be the last time the Ferns play under Ruth Aitken, with the long-serving coach to step down after the final game against the Diamonds. The Silver Ferns are expected to be too strong for England, with the Australian series looming as their real test, but as Murray Williams found out, Aitken is looking no further further ahead than New Zealand's first game against England in Auckland on Monday night. We're certainly not looking too far ahead at this stage. We, we absolutely, um, you know, we've got a new team as well, so we're ensuring that we look at, at our play this week, um, building up to those first tests. So, but any test series um, before we play Australia is obviously helpful. Mm. And are you likely to give the, the, the youngsters, young defenders, yeah. a bit of uh, court time? Yeah, look, we'd be keen to get players out there, but it does depend on how they're operating in the, play, in the training environment. Um, you know, you don't give t- uh, silver fern test caps away. So um, I've been really pleased with them. How, we get, how we've been going, um, but we will just look as to how many we can get out. What sort of uh, reception are you expecting in terms of bums on seats on Monday night, given the fact yeah. that there's a World Cup on and a lot of people will be coming back from Sydney? Um, yes, possibly. Um, there might be some challenges, but I, I think that we provide a real different um, uh, flair and, and different game, and I think that um, if people come along, they'll have a great night. Good to finally sort of get back out on court. It is, yeah. There's a real buzz in the group. Um, they've been very excited, actually. We've we've come together. We've had some regional sessions um, in between the camp week and, and here because players are sort of out of netball, so we've been a bit rusty. Um, but it's lovely to have the whole group together. Just speaking with Maria and uh, Laura before, they've put the world champs behind them. Is that a common yeah. thing? Yeah, it is. And, and, you know, you have to do that. It's sport. You've got to move on from it. We can never take that back. Um, and, and now it's a bit an opportunity for us to, to build going forward. Just the, the England team without without Sonia, without uh, Jeeva, I mean, mm. possibly weaker, but how do you prepare for it? Yeah, well, we're really focusing a lot on our, ourselves. We have looked at um, some of the tapes of, we've got a lot of footage on different players, um, and we still have looked at the, the style of play that England will probably um, put out there, but in the end it's actually about reading what we see as well, and, and so this is um, this week's about us just setting our strategies. From what I'm seeing, new coaching staff in England as well? Um, yeah, same assistant coach, um, uh, but a new... Um, a, a new head coach, an interim coach she is. So they could affect their game? Yeah, definitely. it could do. Um, although, since she's their under-21 coach as well, so we, we have been aware of her and she's been in their, their programme before, so I, I'm expecting something similar. What do you know about the England players? Because I was looking at the list, yeah. a lot of names there that didn't mean a lot to me. No, so there's a lot of young, a lot there are young players. Um, so some of it uh, for their next tier will obviously get the opportunity the same as ours. Um, their defenders, one of the girls, uh, Gemma Fletcher, actually played against um, the under in the under-21s at World Youth back a few years ago, so those players do remember her too. So, yes, there has been a bit of, um, you know, I had to scratch a bit harder for some of the the information on them, but in the end, I think they'll they'll play it probably around their experienced players, which which they've still got sort of um, five or six of. Yeah. Any concerns about the size of the hole that Casey leaves at the defensive end? Oh, yes, look, there always is. Um, I mean, both as the leadership in the team and, and what she brings to the court, but, you know, that's just sport, and, and this is an opportunity for others to step up. I'll be really interested to see how they they do that. Mm. Are you disappointed that the English haven't brought out their strongest lineup? Um, yes, I love the challenge of um, of you know playing the the Jeevas and Sonyas etc. Um, but you know we do all appreciate where things are at at the moment in in terms of the start of a new four year cycle. And I think it also just shows how hard it is often with players juggling um, work and things. So you know in the end um, I, we're not going to take them for granted. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah.
You've got two new young defenders yes. in here, um, but no specialist defensive coach. Mm. How do you plan on integrating them into yeah. the system? Yeah, look, um, uh, Nolly and I have worked together a long time ago, and um, we we've definitely work as a sort of a, more of a um, holistic uh, coaching approach, really. So both of us are involved in the in the defensive coaching at this at this stage as well. Whether it becomes specified and um, later on, you know, who knows? But but Noel's certainly with her magic group has been doing attack and defence, and um, and so that's the way we're approaching it. The Silver Ferns coach Ruth Aitken. And that's the show for this week. Feedback is welcome via sport at radionz.co.nz. You can get the latest sports news anytime on our website. Well, we'll be back with the next web-only extra time show next week. I'm Joe Porter. Bye for now. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,